Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. We have a developing story as we start NBA Today. Joel Embiid has tested positive for COVID-19, the latest on the 76ers. And what a weekend it was across the NBA. Who was the biggest winner and who needs to step it up? Big Perk is coming for you. And the LeBronless Lakers continue to struggle. We have an update on LeBron James and the recipe for fixing the purple and gold. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Malika Andrews, joined by Ramona Shelburne, Kendrick Perkins, and George Sedano will join us shortly. But Ramona, we have to start with Joel Embiid testing positive for COVID-19. What more can you tell us? Well, you know, he tested positive this morning, and this is a breakthrough infection. Okay, so he's been vaccinated, and it's a, it's a breakthrough infection. He's also symptomatic. So in the NBA, you have to have two consecutive negative PCR tests or 10 days. So I, I think when you're symptomatic, you can pretty much count on those 10 days. So he'll be out for a little while here. And it's it's disappointing for Embiid and the Sixers because they, they've been in a role here. I right. Mean, and there's, I don't know of any player who's been more cautious than Joel Embiid in dealing with COVID-19. Remember a couple of years ago when he showed up to the bubble in a yeah. hazmat suit? Right. <laughs> like, Absolutely. I mean, there he is. And I remember talking to him about this and he said, you know, I wouldn't have gone to the bubble if I didn't think we had a chance to win that year because he was that concerned about COVID-19. And at the time, he had a little baby on the way and did not want to bring that home to his baby or his pregnant pregnant partner. And um, now <laughs> you do everything right and still end up with a breakthrough. And that's the sentiment yep. from, from checking in with guys on the team that I've yep. gotten to is that we feel like we've done everything right. So he is experiencing symptoms. We wish him a speedy recovery. And then B joins Tobias Harris, Matisse Teibel, and Isaiah Joe as the Sixers in yep. COVID protocol. So you mentioned it. They've been rolling. How does Philadelphia plan to move forward once again now? Well, this is a good reason they went out and got Andre Drummond. I mean, this is going to help here as they try to move through this stretch. But this is a real setback for them. I mean, they're 8-2, leading in the Eastern Conference. They had a huge win in Chicago the other day. Celebration in that locker room. And this is, um, you know, I, I don't think many of us thought they would go on a roll like this after losing, <laughs> after losing Tobias Harris and Thibel. But they've won a couple of big games here. Joel Embiid hit that dagger against the Bulls to win that game. And... Here you go. It's just been one thing after another. He's had the knee injury that he's been working through and playing through. He was going to sit this game no matter what for rest, but now, obviously, with the positive test, it's going to be a little while. And hopefully he feels better soon. Much more on the 76ers coming up later in the show. But first, Ramona, let's go coast to coast around the NBA, starting with the Nets, who after starting two and three have now won five in a row. Kevin Durant is leading the league in scoring, scoring over 28 points per game. Look how that happens. I know. I mean, what do you think? What do you think of them so far? Oh, I think he's the MVP favorite at this point. You know, this is, that was my preseason pick for MVP, and he's playing right up to it again. So we're going to move over to the Celtics, who got some bad news on Monday that Jalen Brown will miss one to two weeks with a right hamstring strain. Kendrick Perkins, how concerned are you with the Celtics having no Jalen Brown? 
I'm very concerned. Look, the leading score on the team, he's been very consistent. I'm very scared for the Celtics. Well, let's give some love to two surprise team in the East, the Wizards and the Cavaliers. They just keep winning. Washington is now 7-3, and three, while Cleveland has won four in a row. But it was announced earlier today that Colin Sexton has a torn meniscus, and there's no timetable for his return. But senior NBA insider reported that Woj, he said that he's expected to have an extended absence. And in the two LA teams, they're heading in kind of in different directions. The Lakers are without LeBron and lost by 15 in Portland. While the Clippers, they got Serge Ibaka back and they closed out the Hornets on a 27-4 run to win their fourth straight game after starting 1-4. So now let's take a look and listen to the weekend soundtrack. Luka can walk the ball all the way down and take the final shot. Here he comes. It's Luka against Josh Richardson. Luka's three is away. Luka magic on a Saturday night. Oh, oh, love it, love it. For one second, I just stood there. I didn't realize I made it. Buddy's got a little bit of time. Launches. Buddy ball. Rubio fakes, fires, puts it in again. Ricky Rubio. Eat a go! Nuggets hanging on to a one-point lead. Tate inside the Charlie Young has blocked the ball! Not today! We are trying to be a good defensive team. I was just happened to be there, you know? And Anthony's ahead of the pack. He'll throw this one with the left. Oh, Anthony putting on a show. I've been looking forward to one of these in person for Facts. quite some time, right? Facts. Shout out to the team, man. Shout out to RJ. Shout out to Dell. Shout out to Mo Bamba. Shout out to my whole team, man. You know we had to go get that dub, man. Shout out to the Magic, man. Let's go. Man, I love news. I love journalism. I love facts. There so, you go. Cole Anthony? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that guy can play. That might be my winner of the weekend. But, Perk, who was yours? It's the Washington Wizards. All right. And, and shout out to Bradley Beal, right? For I was one of those guys for staying put, saying that, you know, saying that he should leave, but no, he held. He's holding it down, being the leader on and off the court, putting up big, big numbers. Shout out to Kyle Kuzma, who's coming in and showing people that hey, I could get it done without LeBron James and uh, Anthony Davis. Shout out to Montrez Harrell, whose season did end well last night, who's averaging 18 and nine off the bench. The Wizards play great team basketball, and they had. Two huge wins over the weekend, beating uh, the the Memphis Grizzlies and the Milwaukee Bucks. Yep. So shout out to the Wizards. Big game, big game. All right, I I'm going to go with the Cavs on this one All because right. they also have two mm -hmm. big wins. And look, the Wizards are a great pick, but the the Cavs have wins over Toronto and the Knicks this past weekend. And I made this pick pre-Woj bomb, okay. okay, with Colin Sexton. All right. But Darius Garland's played fantastic. Ricky Rubio is back. 37 points. I wanted him to hit that three at the end so bad. I got to roll my R's for as a Rubio. Latino. Ricky Rubio, okay, <laughs> had a big game in that one. Of course, Mobley's been very good for them. Jared Allen, a lot of people questioned yeah. whether that big man rotation would work, even with Laurie Marketing out there playing small forward. He's been a little dinged up, but so far so good on the results. Ricky Rubio. See? <laughs> what do you got? Ramona. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Kevin Durant, okay? And I was one of those who was sitting about 10 feet away when he tore his Achilles up in Toronto. Mm. So for him to go back there, play a game up there, and leading the league in scoring again, playing at MVP level, especially with the way that Brooklyn has started slowly this year, I think for him to show how far back he's come 
from that Achilles injury, going back up to the north where it happened. Uh, that's my winner of the week. For the first time. Yeah, for the first time. So much time has passed, we forget that it was the yes, first time right. that he was up there. So I love being positive. I love happy. But if those were the winners of the weekend, hey, hey. flip the coin. Who's got to step it up, George? The Hornets, they've lost four in a row. Yeah. Now, they get, the, they get the chance today, right, to play against the Lakers here in Los Angeles and kind of redeem themselves. But here's the thing. This was a trendy pick, right? Oh, this team, maybe they can win the division and they win the Southeast. Not so fast. Let's pump the brakes a little bit because in this league, generally speaking, you have to grow, right? Young teams don't just get vaunted into the postseason play and, and become dominant. They've got some players on this team. There's no question about that. Miles Bridges may be the most improved player, but they've got a ways to grow here still, and they're learning through that right now. They've been in the league in offense for the first couple weeks there, and people make, start to make adjustments. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Russell Westbrook. Uh, it, you know, that stat line the other night, one for 13. I, you know, at least he... He didn't go one for 20, I guess. But that was, a, that was a tough weekend for him, and especially when LeBron James and Anthony Davis are out. This is what they brought Russell Westbrook to Los Angeles to do. When the stars are hurt, when the stars are out, you be the third star. And Russell right. Westbrook has carried teams before all by himself, and it did not happen up in Portland. So we have then Perk as the tiebreaker. Who, who are you, where, where, do you, where do you fall in all this in, in the Hornets versus mm -hmm. Russ? I'm going with Ramona on this one, and y'all know how I feel about the yeah. Brody Russell Westbrook, but like Ramona said, he was brought to L.A. for one reason and one reason only, and that's to win the championship. And right now, forget the, forget the missed shots. Him at the point guard position, he's not doing a great job of running the team. I believe he had six turnovers yeah. the other night. He had a crucial turnover the night the game before when they could have had a chance, to, I believe, to either take the lead, you know, take the league on a fast break. And Russell Westbrook has to get his mental back. Mm. He has to be yeah. more engaged. He has to come back to the Russell Westbrook that we seen on the tear last year uh, with the Washington Wizards. And right now, he has been a disappointment. Well, he's going to have another chance. They're back at it tonight to see if he can be the one that sort of writes that ship a little bit. And then with, you know, LaMelo Ball, he said afterwards, he said, maybe I needed to come in a little earlier in the fourth quarter. So we'll see how, you know, a little, little call out there. We'll see how that all shakes out. So we're 10 games into the season. So we might as well look at the favorites to win some awards. According to Caesars Sportsbook, it is Steph Curry that is the front runner for MVP. Raptors rookie Scotty hey. Barnes is the favorite for Rookie yep. of the Year. Rudy Gobert, once again, for Defensive Player of the Year. John Morant for Most Improved. And Tyler Hero for Sixth Man of the year who told me yesterday yeah. he told me yesterday that's my goal that's what I'm going out to do perk what's the best bet here you know what I like Scotty Barnes for rookie of the year when he's a guy that could go out there night in and night out and get you 15 points and 10 rebounds we saw what Kevin Durant said about him yesterday and every night he's starting to show us that he has more to his game than just being athletic long and playing with a lot of energy he has a very high IQ he can really play the game of basketball, and I feel like he's only going to get better, and he wants to get better. So I'm going with Scotty Bourne. Well, and he's putting the Raptors in a conversation that a lot of folks didn't think they would be in to start the season. So still to come on NBA Today, can't, can't we all just get along? Scotty Pippen doubles down on his relationship with Michael Jordan, and when, potentially, maybe, might we see LeBron James back on the court? It can't come soon enough for the struggling Lakers. Plus,
Giannis Attentacumpo has been to the white columns of the Parthenon, but now it is time for the white columns of the White House. Live report from DC is on the way. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You're watching NBA Today, live from Los Angeles. Limits, like fears, are often just an illusion. People at the foul line, a shot on each by Michael Jordan. So for most NBA fans, The Last Dance was a highlight of 2020. It was entertaining during some really dark yeah. days of the pandemic, right? But for five Sundays, we could relive the glory days. And it was just one of the greatest dynasties in the history of the NBA. But for Scottie Pippen, it was anything but. And since the documentary was released, Pippen has gone public with his criticism of his former teammate and many, the man that many refer to as the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan. And while promoting his new book, Unguarded, Pippen sat down with Michael Strahan on Good Morning America on Monday. You call Michael Jordan selfish in the first chapter. Why is that? I mean, uh, he was a great scorer, but a lot of things that he did uh, was based on uh, him as an individual. And I think basketball is a team game. Do you think that Michael Jordan would be as successful without you? No. But I don't think I would be successful without him. I think we both complemented each other in a lot of different ways. And uh, we kind of competed and pushed each other to be great. Joined by George Ramona and Perk again. So, Perk, I, I do want to start with you. What what was your reaction, Perk, to what Pippen said on GMA? I don't see nothing wrong with it. I mean, you know, the last dance documentary, Michael Jordan got a chance to tell his story and tell everything that he wanted to say. And Scottie Pippen is promoting his book. And Scottie Pippen has a right to voice on how he feels. Now, whether we agree with it or not, it's his right to voice and say how he felt in the locker room. Now he's giving his side of the story. Look, these old my old my grandmother and my grandfather, they got old souls and they used to always tell me everybody has it's three sides to the story. It's Scotty's, it's Michael's, and then it's the truth. So at the end of the day, everybody's entitled to the to say what they want to say. So I guess Ramona, you're the person who's tasked with covering that that third perspective, yeah. the truth. What do you make of this? You know what? I think Scotty didn't like his portrayal in The Last Dance, especially the end where they talked about the shot that Phil doesn't call for him, right? You know, mm -hmm. When he doesn't go into the game. Um, and I think what was hard for Scotty, and is I actually thought his portrayal was really good. I thought his, his enti entire life story is really inspirational, and. Uh, sometimes we only see the bad parts, like we don't see the good parts in how we're portrayed and then the bad parts 
Now, Scotty really is still not over that. Mm. He's still not over Phil calling the play for Tony Kukoc. He's not. He was hurt by it. He has not moved on from it. And I think in the documentary, it was framed in a way that it took him right back to when it first happened. That's and, you know, I, I, I felt like when I watched it, his teammates really tried to exonerate him. A lot of people said, you know, that we understood why he was hurt and they tried to exonerate him. But, uh, look, he, he, he still feels the way he feels. Feels the way he feels. Yeah. Scotty's keeping it 100. All right. We yep. mythologize people as time goes by. I'm old enough to remember Michael Jordan being the selfish player that couldn't win yeah. a championship. That was the M.O. on Michael Jordan. So what Scotty's saying is accurate. And what he's saying is he still was that guy. We just had better players around him. Well, if you're old enough to know that, I'm young enough to know this. If they were still playing yeah. today, Scotty and Michael would be repeatedly featured in our next segment, <laughs> and that is the top of the top. So what the top of the top is, I know we have some, some newcomers to top of the yeah. top. So what top of the top is, Park, let me tell them about it. Top of the top is the very best plays from around the NBA, from over the weekend, from the night before. So first up, let's start with top putbacks. We start in Chicago where Derek Jones Jr., I mean, where did he come from? Dunk champ. There's a reason they call him airplane mode, Malika, because you see it right there. Sky and above everybody. Like a Two hands. Two hands. I mean, what he does... Oh my gosh, that was insane. Alright, let's go over to Sacramento. Let's take a look at this. I mean he Oh! Come on, Rashawn. Woo! Come on, Rashawn. That was a muscling right there. Man, That's why though. the Hornets lost four in a row right there. Box out! Ooh. I mean, yeah, there was no box out there. Box out and that sort of second oh, effort. Stand in there like That's why Sacramento's been rolling too. Alright, let's do top stops. Hassan Whiteside in Orlando meets Terrence Ross at the Rim. He said, get that out of here. And kept it in bounds there. Hassan has done a really nice job as Rudy Gobert's backup. He got them in that heat game the next night. Well, and then can you can you can you stop this? Take a look. Oh. 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 Uh, oh. Uh, really? Bye. How many times? Bye. I mean, he take a look over his shoulder just to make sure he was safe to just cruise the dunk. Football <laughs> player growing up because he just stole the ball. Out. Come on, Joker! People say you can't play defense. Show him you can. Did he jump? I don't. I mean, probably not. He didn't even look like a jump. That doesn't mean it's not important. <laughs> All right, let's go to top buzzer beaters. Buddy Heald. Let's start there. Look at this. He's oh. coming. Elfin. Hey. As my guy Mark Jones likes to say, buddy ball. That was. I think he practices that shot. You got it. But he like, shrugs yeah. like it's no big deal. All right, check out this one. El oh. Mario. Off the glass. Off the glass. All right, well, then we'll go to Los Angeles last night. Terrence Mann. I mean, right. he made quote, it look easy. I'm going to quote Mark Jackson. Mama, there goes that man. He was gone, and Ty Lue's like, whoa, what just happened? Falling out of this bounds. I mean, shot. this is just... And he's done this to the Celtics how many times at this point? It's Probably just, too many. It's just the entire it's sequence many. that led to this, though. Was yeah. It was insane. All right, let's, let's go to top moves. Kyle Lowry in transition finds Caleb Martin. Oh. Kyle Lowry's made that heat offense look completely different this year. They get up and down the court. Yeah. He's made it sing. We were worried about their half-court offense. What no. a move by no. him. They're good. All right, let's go to Orlando. Bojan Bogdanovic. Oh, hello. See, he could have just finished it himself. What a good teammate. He is. That is a great Quite teammate. Quite open. He has handles there, too. He he oh, on. No. That was pretty. All right, well, then in D.C., Montrezl Harrell. Monster. Look at the little move he hits at the end, too. I love that. This, be honest, right? This, there little, this little hit, the little move. I love that. All right. We got to go to the top slams in the Bay, my hometown. Let's take a look at Gary Payton. 
My goodness. Can we officially call him Mitten. Is that? I, I was gonna say. Right the club, Mitten. mitten. I, I, I think I'm, it works, I like right? It. He's as like good that. defensively as Pops. We know he get. Well, maybe not as that's, good. But that's close. saying something right he, there. He well, is as good defender. That's a good one. All, All right. right. Last time we go to Orlando. Oh, Anthony. Whoa. Can he's probably the airplane too? I mean. That's cold world right there. Hey. We're all just living in it. That's facts. I mean, that was insane. So what do you think? Fan, top of the top? Top oh, place? Get love it. Let's do it. Orlando? Yeah. Raptors? I love it. I love seeing it all. It, it's awesome. All right, coming up on NBA Today, our panel gives you their power rankings. And wait till you hear what George, George put on his list. What are you this doing over there? Spicy. Hey, I saw. I mean, contrarian over just, there. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Live from Los Angeles, welcome back to NBA Today. You heard him. Welcome back to NBA Today. So big news out of Philadelphia Monday morning. Joel Embiid has tested positive for COVID-19 and has entered the NBA's health and safety protocols. A source told ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski and Ramona Shelburne. Embiid leads the 76ers, averaging 21.4 points per game and 9.4 rebounds in nine games this season. And the Sixers have won 46 of the 60 games Joel Embiid has played since the start of last season, but are just 11 and 11 in the games that he's missed. Philly is averaging five more points per game when Embiid plays, so we'll see how they adjust without him. So the Sixers will be without Joel Embiid for the foreseeable future. Perk, what is your outlook on Philly without Joel in the lineup? You know, obviously you can't replace Joel Embiid, arguably the best center in the game of basketball right now, but when you talk about togetherness, when you talk about togetherness, chemistry, the 76ers are showing us that they have come together. And different guys are stepping up different nights. You have Tyrese Maxey, he may step up one night. You have uh, Seth Curry, who's been playing phenomenal, almost at an all-star caliber rate. But most importantly, you have Andre Drummond, a guy that has a lot to prove. A guy that season didn't end well last year. A guy that took the bet minimum. A guy against the Portland Trailblazers a few games back when he started had, what, 14 points, 15 rebounds, and 7 assists. And this is what Doc Rivers do. He loved adversity. He loved when their team is yeah. a, a, a back is against the wall. And when you see the Philadelphia 76ers in their chemistry, I think they'll be okay and play solid basketball until Embiid gets back. Well, and they've just hit so much turbulence this season, right, Perk? And we've mm -hmm. seen guys, like you mentioned, George Niang, those types of guys step up. It's just about how long they're going to be able to sustain that under the pressures that they've already been facing this season. So far, they have, but that's mostly with Joel Embiid. So the Sixers, they have a tough three games coming up at home, hosting the Knicks, the Bucks, 
the Raptors before going on a six-game road trip that'll include stops in some tough cities, Utah, Denver, Golden State. That Warriors game will be on November 24th. It will be on ESPN, and I will be there as well. So, so I am curious, though, what do you think, Ramona? Do you think that we, we are going to see wins by committee, or how long can this be sustained? You know, that upcoming schedule is rough. I mean, they were in the middle part of a, a really difficult stretch here. Now a game against the, the Knicks, the Bucks. Like, this is a, a tough stretch. And I, I was surprised they were winning without Tobias and Thibel and, and I don't know, the big guy not being there. That's a, that's a real tough stretch for them. For them. But still, to be 8-2 and two with the adversity they've already had, not the whole, with, with everything going on with Ben and with Joel's knee not, not being in a great place after he knocked knees with Valanchunas the first game, mm-hmm. it's... I don't want to write them off. Yep. I mean, they've gone 8-2 with, with all of that happening. I'm going to write them off, okay? Oh, because 8-2 okay. well, to this right. point <laughs> is commendable. There's no question Here, about it. a piece of pen, um, piece but of paper. No, no. I mean, that cross. stretch is brutal. Like, let, let's yeah. be real. You know, you saw the stretch there. So, because of that, I, I just don't think without a star on yep. the roster, mm-hmm. they're 11-11 and when Embiid has been out, right? But Ben Simmons was there uh, for a big chunk of those games, yeah. which allowed them to stay afloat. Now's when they really need Ben Simmons, right? Now's when they're going to need that particular player to be able to help carry them. They don't have that on this particular roster. Could they win a game or two? Perhaps. But can they sustain success, which was your question? No, I don't believe so. So how do you see then Doc Rivers approaching this? Oh, well, it's going to have to be just, you know, by committee, right? Like, it's a meritocracy. It's not, a lot it's, of Seth Curry, it, yeah, a lot of Tyrese it, 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 It's going to be whoever's, whoever's hot, right? Whoever's right. hot is going to get minutes, and, and they're just going to have to survive right. at this point. But, look, it's early in the season. Even right. if they have a rough stretch, it doesn't mean that they're out of it by any stretch of the imagination. They'll be fine. they just got to survive these next... 10 days or so. All right, well, then let's look at the tough teams that they're going to be playing up against because survive so long as they continue to stay healthy, too. So here's ESPN's power rankings as we head into week four of the season. The Sixers lead the pack as they won all four of their games last week without Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons, who has missed all season. But remember, these power rankings were done before looking back at last week. It wasn't including today's news about Joel Embiid, who's out with COVID. So the Warriors come in second with the best record in basketball at 8-1. and one. Who would have thought? The Heat, the Nets, the Jazz, they round out the top five. So I guess I got to start Ramona, George, Perk. He's coming in like the great and powerful Oz over there. <laughs> <laughs> ESPN.com's power rankings were released before the news about Joel. But we had some time yep. to process it. I got it so bad, I know. So let's get into it. Ramona, I'll start with you. <laughs> I had to. Come I on. I knew you did. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that I'm going to still keep the Sixers in the top five just okay. out of respect for what they've done. But I don't think they can be number one anymore. So I, to me, it's the Miami Heat because I think offensively and defensively, that looks like the team so far this year. I put the Nets up there at two. I'm, I, I don't necessarily just go based on records, okay? Mm. I Based on who I think is the best team right now. Um, they got Kevin Durant. He's real good. <laughs> <laughs> put the Warriors there at three. Um, and, and then you got to get some respect to the Jazz. Yep. And, I, and the Sixers slide down just because of the news on uh, Joel Embiid. So not too concerned about the Jazz loss. All right, Perk, who, who you got? You know what? I think the Miami Heat deserves to be at yep. number one. In my opinion, they have the best team in basketball right now on the offensive end and defensive end. Coming in at number two. I'm going with the Golden State Warriors. The way that uh, Jordan Poole has been playing, Steph Curry, not just scoring a lot of points, but cleaning it up in mm-hmm. other areas, dropping dimes, averaging about seven rebounds per game. Draymond Green anchoring that defense. At number three, I'm going with the Utah Jazz. 
they have a complete yep. team. Bringing back the same team from last year. And then at number four, the 76ers. I gave you my reasons why on them. I feel the camaraderie there. And at number five, I'm going with the Brooklyn Nets. Why? Because Kevin Durant is playing some of the best basketball of his career right now. Absolutely. And I, I like that. Another nod to the Jazz. Nod to the, I'm seeing some themes play out, at least across our, our first two folks. What what do you got for us, George? All right. I got the hot take at the end here. All right. Let's take a look yeah, at I'm what I've got here. Number one. Need a glass of water? Number one, we've got spicy. the heat. We're all, we're all in agreement here. George. Kyle Lowry, by the way. A plus 62 when he's been what? on the floor this season. I'm sorry. Can you repeat plus that, Plus 62. In 62? Insane. Okay. For Kyle Lowry thus far this season. In nine games? They are, yep. They are no, <laughs> They are number two on offense, number four on defense. Eric Spolstra, Kyle Lowry, and them got him humming. Uh, I got the Warriors Ooh. at number two. Listen, they've been really good defensively well, as well. They're number four yeah. and number six offense and defense. I've got the Nets because, as Ramona mentioned, Kevin Durant, still good. Uh, and the Jazz, despite <laughs> their loss to the Magic, I still have them in my top five. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I think that offensively and defensively, they're still just so sound. They just had a little slip mm. up after the loss of the Heat against the Magic. Now, I had the Sixers originally at three before we readjusted. But I have the Clippers at number five. Here's why. Mm. Four wins in a row. Paul George, the Western Conference Player of the Week that was just announced recently. Mm. He is carrying this Clippers team right now. And they are... When healthy, if Kawhi comes back, a championship-level team, and we saw that they went to the Western Conference Finals last year with this particular group, I still give them the respect. They're playing really well right now. Perk, I hear you humming and hawing like you're at, at church and they're saying some gospel that you <laughs> like. What do you think? What, what, what Sedona said? I, I actually like that pick at the end. It wasn't my pick, but I, I do believe Tyloo has these guys playing great basketball. And then... Uh, their last two games has been really impressive for the simple fact that they were down, I believe, double figures in both of those games at halftime, and they had to go out and get it in the trenches, meaning they had to come together. You see different guys stepping up night in and night out, and yes, they're out there without Kawhi Leonard, but they also without Marcus Morris. And so when you see Terrence Mann, you see Reggie Hot Sauce Jackson coming to play <laughs> and doing this thing. I love what Ty Lue is doing. I love his him having faith in different guys and putting them out there in position to be successful. Well, you, we, we said that's top five. We're talking top five in power rankings. But it sounds like the Clippers, for at least for Perk, might be someone, a team that could sneak in for next week. So we'll reevaluate. Game on Tuesday against mm -hmm. the Trailblazers. Yep, big game. <laughs> you mentioned the Western Conference Player of the Week and Paul George, the Eastern Conference Player of the Week. The fro, Jared Allen. Yep. So that's, that's good on mm. him. But one team that didn't make it into anybody's top five this Ooh. week was the Los Angeles Lakers. So what has gone wrong for the Lakers to start the season? A lot has to do with injuries, especially especially to LeBron James. He's already missed a whole bunch of games. We'll get into that after the break. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're watching NBA Today, live from Los Angeles. Go! 
defense at all for the Lakers. You gotta play harder. You gotta play harder. Every possession, every minute that we have on the floor has to matter. OKC comes into Staples Center and beats the Lakers. We shouldn't have lost this one. It didn't come down to LeBron not being here. We still have enough pieces to win basketball games. It's plain and simple. I'm far from brittle. Unbreakable. You following? We let this one go again. We shouldn't have lost this one. So what has gone so wrong for the Lakers to start this season? A lot has to do with injuries, especially to LeBron James. He's already missed four of the Lakers' ten games with an ankle injury and now an abdominal strain. And the Lakers are one and three without him. And their new superstar, Russell Westbrook, has struggled to fit in. He's shooting just 42% from the field and 27% from three-point range. And he is leading the league in turnovers at 4.9 per game. And their defense has also taken a bit of a step back. Remember, last season, the Lakers had the best defensive efficiency in the NBA. And then two years ago, when they won that bubble championship, they were third. However, this season, they have slipped to 13th. So I want to rejoin the panel, talk to them a little bit about this. Ramona, let's start with LeBron's abdominal strain. What is his prognosis today? So this happened last week, towards the end of last week. Right. And at the time, the sense was it would be one to two weeks. Uh, the abdominal strain he has, I'm told, it's, it's not... It doesn't feel all that bad right now. It's not necessarily something that's causing him a ton of pain, but uh, it's something you need to be really careful with because it can get worse. And so that's why he's taking a, a longer timetable on this because he does not want to have another setback with this. He doesn't want to be out four or six weeks if he has a setback. So this is why you have to be careful right now. Still just one to two, one to two weeks here, but can't get back soon enough because when he's not out of the court, that offense is not working. And clearly, and that defense is even worse. 13th in defensive efficiency, which isn't what we're used to, mm -hmm. Perk, from these Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, oh, my bad. I ain't hear you, Malik, but look. I was gathering <laughs> That's all right. My I know you're going to go no, for it. No, 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 it's fine. I was gathering my thoughts, but look, here it is, okay? The Lakers are built to do what? They're built to win a championship. Yeah. Russell Westbrook was, was, was a, uh, acquired for what? to take pressure off of Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Russell Westbrook is leading the NBA in turnovers. The media, a reporter, asked Russell Westbrook about those same turnovers in preseason. And Russell Westbrook didn't give the answer that we expected him, or I thought that he should have given us. He was like, oh, it's just preseason, basically. And now, after the game that they played at home when he had the turnovers, a reporter asked Russell Westbrook again about, you know, the late game turnovers and he kind of answered in not so in a not so professional manner. So when I look at the Los Angeles Lakers, even out with Le even without LeBron James, they have zero excuse to come out and play that the way they did against Portland. Mm. Portland have been struggling. You still have guys like Carmelo Anthony, you still have Dwight Howard, you still have Avery Bradley, you still have Rajon Rondo, you still have Malik Monk, you still have enough to at least go out there and compete. It was just so bad. I mean, it was so bad that I was watching the game with my two oldest sons, and I made them go to bed early because I didn't want them picking up all bad habits. Oh, man, I know what that... My, my father used to make me go to bed early for some of those Warriors games in the early yeah. 2000s. Yeah, but, but, but Perk mentioned that this is a team, George. It's yeah. built to win a championship, and right. you had them winning the championship to start the season. Ramona did, too. So, so yep. where does that stand now? Yep. 
uh, I believe there were three people at ESPN.com who predicted uh, a Lakers championship. Yeah. Two of them here on the panel today. Excellent. Um, I have them at the moment with this particular roster as currently constituted a bottom-tier playoff team. Wow. I think they need to make real changes. Um, and look, here's the thing I worry about with LeBron. You know, Perk mentioned it a little bit, right? You mentioned it. Russell's supposed to fix this. When LeBron was out, he was supposed to be able to take the reins, no issues, right? Last season, when LeBron was on the floor, the Lakers were the second-best offense in the sport. When he wasn't on the floor, 28th. That is what Russ was supposed to fix, and he hasn't to this point. Historically, though, the biggest predictor of future injury is past injury, and we're getting to this stage with LeBron. Well, I think he'll be fine because he'll play this smart. He knows his body better than anyone. I start to worry about it because he may need to miss more games, and historically, outside of his tenure with the Heat, Every other team he's been on has been under 500 when he's there. And this Lakers team doesn't have a ton of excuses to be this bad at this point without LeBron. You know, I, it feels to me like Russ is just putting too much pressure on himself. He's trying too hard. I remember at the beginning of the season, I went to the premiere of his, his uh, documentary that was on Showtime. The entire Laker team showed up to support him. And one of the things he kept saying in that documentary was, this means a lot. I just don't want to mess it up. Yeah. And this, is, this means a lot to Russ to be here in his hometown in front of friends and family. Yep. He looks right now like he's just trying so hard out there, and that leads to all those turnovers. Yeah. I, I, can, I, can, I can hear Perk kind of <laughs> guffawing a little bit, but I, I, I think that that has some merit to it. So, so I want to hear from Russell Westbrook. Let's take a listen after Saturday's loss to the Trailblazers here. I don't put no pressure on myself to do anything. Um, I'm very elite at what I do, and... Uh, I believe that every single night, um, and that's how I need to play. Simple as that. There's no extra pressure of any sort for me. I, in some ways, admire that outlook because I think that, you know, as a bunch of people, we, we put pressure on ourselves. It, that's, that's human nature. But Perk Westbrook says, at least he says externally, that he's not putting extra pressure on himself. Sh- should he be? Yes, he should. I mean, and that's that's the fun part about going to a team where you expected to win a title. It's pressure. And I've been on a few teams where it's been pressure. And you embrace that type of pressure because you don't get an opportunity. An opportunity don't present itself like this throughout a lot of players' NBA careers where you actually have a chance to win a NBA championship. And I said this, you know, when Russell Westbrook started struggling at the beginning of the season when I was on this show uh, in studio, and I said... Russell Westbrook has to find himself himself some type of grace of being home, right? Being home, uh, blocking out the outside distractions and focusing on solely basketball. You know, not commercials, not events, just basketball. Everything else could wait till after the season is over with. Now, you know, Perk was on a team in 2018, I believe, with the Cleveland Cavaliers. He may have been gone already, but that Cleveland Cavaliers team with LeBron, they jettisoned half the roster, basically, mm-hmm. okay, what, at, at the trade deadline. If Russell Westbrook doesn't step it up, Rob is going to have a lot of decisions on his hands to try to figure out to get this team to championship caliber. Perk? Uh- I got one more one more thing to add on to this. Finger up. Anytime for it. <laughs> you're on a team with LeBron James, it's going to be pressure. Period. Mm, period. With a DT at the end. <laughs> so, a bit of news coming out on the Lakers. Anthony Davis has been upgraded to probable for tonight's game versus the Hornets. Remember, he left Saturday's game versus the Trailblazers a little bit early. The Lakers are saying Davis has a common cold. 
So coming up on MBA Today, we go to the White House where the attentacoop bros are feeling very <laughs> presidential. Heading over to D.C. after this. Suited and booted. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I hate losing. It's going to hurt. It's not going to be easy. You're going to get knocked down, eliminated, humiliated. MJ went through that, LeBron went through that. All those things is part of being great. You cannot keep me. The Greek Greek is a Greek NBA champion. I can go to a super team, but this is the hard way to do it, and we did it. We did it. It was special to be standing there for that trophy, trophy ceremony, and it was certainly a journey to get Giannis to the point that he's hoisting up the Larry O'Brien trophy, and he really hasn't stopped since. Giannis went to the Acropolis with his new hardware. He and his partner Mariah welcomed their second son to the world this summer, and he bought into the Brewers' ownership group, too. And then today marks another special day for Giannis and the Bucks. They are visiting 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, and it marks the first time an NBA champion has been on at the White House since the Cavaliers on November 11th, 2016 by President Barack Obama. So take a listen to President Biden and to Giannis Antetokounmpo. To all the players, uh, uh, that's what you re represent for so many people. Pride. Pride and decency. Just look at the enduring images during the finals. Thousands of fans celebrating in the Deer District of, and the, uh, the Herb Cole Way. You know, you represented yourselves and your families, your organizations, and a great American city by staying true to who you are. You did the work of, in the offseason and during the grueling regular season. In the playoffs, down 0-2 against Brooklyn, and then to make it just to keep your, the owners and, and, and your coach in, in <laughs> constant perspiring, uh, you, uh, on the finals, you were down 0-2 against Phoenix. But you never gave up. I watched. It was amazing how you came back. You always believed. And Coach Bud, you got them to play as a team. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you, Mark. Um, on behalf of my teammates, the coach staff, the Bucks organization, we are very uh, grateful for this opportunity. Um, you know, a kid from um, Sepolia, Athens, Greece, grew up from um, two Nigerian parents. Uh, they were struggling every day to uh, provide for us. Illegal in uh, a country that didn't, they didn't call home at the time. It's an unbelievable opportunity to be able to be in the White House. Uh, meeting uh, the President of the United States I could not be uh, as honored and happy that uh, something like this have, have come something like this in my life. Shout out Dante DiVincenzo's tie, and it looks like Giannis might have borrowed Richard Jefferson's suit from the other day, a la Men in Black, but <laughs> perk. I mean, Giannis does have one of the most remarkable stories in sports, and we really shouldn't take that for granted. You have been to the White House, Perk. What, what, what memories do you have from your time there? Well, you know what? I have one memory that stands out. 
you know, we gifted President Bush with a jersey and a basketball, huh. and we gave it to him towards the end of the ceremony. And when we were standing inside the White House, you could see a long hallway, right? And so he was exiting off the stage and walking down that hallway. He had the basketball in one hand and the jersey in another. He bounced the basketball hard as he, as he was walking, never broke stride, and somebody came out of nowhere and dived and caught the ball before it hit the floor. Then he tossed the jersey up in the air, and another security guard ran out of nowhere and came and caught the jersey. He never broke stride. I was like... This what? is power right here. You're like, you're like, dang, I, I, I'm going to get my conditioning to be at that level. <laughs> well, I was like, dang, you didn't have to disrespect the jersey. It was 43 at that. See? There which you is go. my jersey number. <laughs> so you took it a little bit personally. It's a baseball yeah. I'm sure it, was, it wasn't a personal thing. Well, Perk, let's see if what is happening here today, the White House, a really happy moment for the Milwaukee Bucks, can help them to sort of get up, get going. They've been struggling a little bit as of late through injuries and sickness and whatnot. So perhaps this will be the bump that they needed. You can see the Bucks in their first game of our Friday night ESPN doubleheader. Milwaukee is in Boston to take on Jason Tatum and the Celtics at 7.30 Eastern. And then Steph and the Warriors host the Bulls. Our coverage starts with NBA Countdown at 7 Eastern. This week's NBA Wednesday doubleheader tips off in H-Town with the top picks in this year's draft squaring off. Cade Cunningham and the Pistons take on Jalen Green and the Rockets at 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central. And then we'll take you to Staples Center for Jimmy Butler and the Big Heat game. taking on AD, yep. Russell Westbrook, and the Lakers. Our coverage starts with NBA Countdown at 7 o'clock Eastern. So here are the teams in action tonight. Tonight, eight games are on the slate, highlighted by a few interesting matchups. The Nets are at the Bulls. The Hawks are visiting the Warriors for a lot of sharpshooting. And the Hornets visiting the Lakers. So, Big Perk, I want to get a big, bold prediction from you for tonight. <laughs> Lakers win in great fashion. Yes, I've been critical yeah. of them all show, but Russell Westbrook is going to bounce back. He's going to have the game of his short Lakers career. Yep. Anthony Davis is going to dominate, and their defense is going to get back on point. They're going to win tonight. That and is beat a the detailed prediction. Well, isn't that a proverb? Last night took an L, but tonight I bounced back, right? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the Lakers yeah, are yeah. a two-and-a-half-point favorite tonight, so I don't know how bold that yeah, actually that's is. Just big. Vegas, knowing all okay. the fans so LA. I'm going to say I'm going to go with the Hornets, who have lost four in a row, and as Malika mentioned earlier, right? LaMelo was talking about how maybe he needed to get in a little earlier in the fourth quarter. I think LaMelo takes over, shows out in his city. All right. All right. I'm going to go with Trey Young up in the Bay against Steph Curry. Oh. Hawks have been a little off this year. All right. Six, a little slow start. Trey loves being the villain. He's going to the Bay. He's trained with Steph. He's trained with his trainer. That's one of the guys he looks up to. I think it's going to be a fun game tonight. Well, and when you get two of those types of great shooters yeah. matching up oh, against yeah. each other, that's when it's like Someone's going to pull up from the logo. Oh, you pulled up from the logo? I'm going to pull up from behind the <laughs> right. logo. Oh, you think you did it? I'll do it better. Like, that's, it's that type of game. And I'm interested to see if the Lakers can sort of turn this around, yeah. get some wins without LeBron James, and build a little bit of morale. So next on ESPN2. George, I'll text G you in a minute. All right, Perk. All right, Perk. Right, I Dale got you. Jacoby yeah. coming up next. And then we're going to head over to NFL Live. That's going to be on ESPN. And